Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. East. Later today, a gusty wind out of the south will help our temperatures quickly rise into the low and mid-60s. Now, under mostly cloudy skies, there is a chance for some isolated showers starting late morning and continuing throughout the day. In fact, we'll have more scattered showers coming our way for the afternoon and evening. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now, we've got 45 degrees outside the WTOP studios at 359. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. Coming up, a bill that could clear a path to bring the commanders back to D.C. is set for a House vote. Also, a Maryland toddler killed in a shootout earlier this month. Police have made another arrest in the case. Eleven pedestrians have died on Virginia roadways in just over two weeks. I'm Kate Ryan. Good morning. It is now 4 a.m. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. President Biden and congressional leaders will try to hash out an agreement to keep the government open past Friday. CBS's Scott McFarlane is covering. Families who get their paychecks from the government, military service members, federal workers, have to worry about going without paychecks for some time. There are disruptions in federal programs, things like WIC, Women, infants, and children, nutritional support, SNAP, the supplemental nutritional assistance for those who need federal help to afford their food. President Biden says he's concerned about the loss of innocent lives in Gaza. He spoke on Late Night with Seth Meyers on NBC. There are too many innocent people that are being killed. And uh, Israel has slowed down the attacks in Rafah. They have to, and they've made a commitment to me, they're going to see to it that there's ability to evacuate significant portions of Rafa before they go and take out the remainder of Hamas. Nikki Haley spent the day campaigning in Michigan ahead of today's primary. CBS's Ed O'Keefe spoke with her. When you look back at results from over the weekend in South Carolina, what is your big takeaway? Donald Trump did not get 40 percent of the vote. And that's the same thing that happened in Iowa. That's the same thing that happened in New Hampshire. And that should be a red flag for Republicans everywhere. Haley also blasted Trump's takeover of the Republican National Committee. Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel announced she's stepping down, forced out by the former president, to make way for Trump's daughter-in-law and another ally to lead the party. People gathered at the University of Georgia to remember Lakin Riley, a 22-year-old nursing student who was killed on Thursday. Scream the lyrics to your favorite song as loud as you can. Be kind. Catch up with your friends. And strive to be the type of person that Lakin was, where sister shared, even if he hadn't seen her in a while, it was like no time had passed at all. Jose Ibarra has been charged with her murder. He's a 26-year-old undocumented migrant from Venezuela. At least 15 people on the cruise ship Norwegian Dawn have been isolated after being tested for cholera. The vessel has been denied permission to dock in the Indian Ocean nation of Mauritius off East Africa. Some on board developed stomach problems after visiting South Africa in mid-February. There have been a number of deadly cholera outbreaks in that region since early last year. CBS's Jim Crisula. Sean Diddy Combs has been sued by a music producer who's accused him of sexually assaulting him and forcing him to have sex with prostitutes. The suit was filed Monday in federal court in New York. It accuses Combs of repeated instances of unsolicited groping and sexual touching. A lawyer for Combs called the allegations pure fiction. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. It's 4.03 a.m. Tuesday, February 27th. It is 45 degrees, cloudy, breezy, scattered showers later, highs around 65. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. The House is set to take up a bill this week that will decide the fate of the old RFK Stadium site and potentially the next home of the Washington Commanders. The RFK uh, Memorial Stadium Campus Revitalization Act will hit the House floor Wednesday, according to a spokeswoman for D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton. She is co-sponsoring the bipartisan legislation alongside Representative James Comer of Kentucky, who is a Republican. The spokeswoman posted on X that the bill would allow the land where RFK Stadium sits crumbling to be used for a new stadium, parks, commercial or residential purposes. The bill would let D.C. enter a 99-year lease on the site where the national with the National Park Service, meaning the city could redevelop the area or possibly use the land to lure the commanders back to build their next stadium there. A fifth person now faces murder charges in connection with a shootout in Langley Park earlier this month that left a two-year-old boy dead. 25-year-old Nielsen Granados Trejo is charged with first- and second-degree murder in the death of Jeremy Poo Caceres. The boy's mother was also hit by stray gunfire and survived. The shooting happened on the night of February 8th as two groups exchanged gunfire, striking the toddler and his mother, who were walking nearby. It is 4.05. It's been a deadly year so far in the roads in some parts of northern Virginia. WTOP's Kate Ryan reports. According to Virginia State Police, there have been 20 pedestrians killed since the start of the year. And as of Monday, there were 11 in just over two weeks. Matt Demline, a spokesperson with the state police, told WTOP. There really hasn't been a pattern. They, they varied in all types of conditions. But the data shows there were two in Prince William County. Demline says police urge drivers to use extra caution when visibility is an issue, yield to pedestrians in a crosswalk, and never pass a stopped vehicle at a crosswalk. Police also say pedestrians should cross at crosswalks or intersections and never assume that drivers can see you. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. D.C.'s downtown area has not been nearly as busy as it was before the pandemic. City leaders say something has to be done to attract more visitors and residents. And they're proposing a five-year plan that will cost hundreds of millions of dollars. D.C. leaders released new details about a $400 million plan to revitalize downtown. The biggest chunk of funding, $82 million, would be dedicated to driving up numbers of visitors by improving streetscapes, cultural districts, and the arts. The plan includes $54 million for adding and improving parks and open spaces, $45 million for attracting and retaining new office users, and $31 million for public safety initiatives. Mayor Muriel Bowser. While we recognize the need to adapt and pivot, we don't want to send the message that our downtown is a ghost town because it's far from it. Though she says intervention is needed as annual tax revenue generation in downtown D.C. has already fallen by more than $200 million since 2019. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Student grades and behavior tend to improve when they start the school day later in the morning, according to the latest research. That's why Fairfax County is considering ways to push back middle school start times without causing headaches for parents and bus drivers. The goal is to have all middle schools in Fairfax County start at or later than 8 a.m. Right now, they start at 7.30. We have documented research that shows things like 
A later school start time can be equivalent to an additional couple months of education. Tatia Prieto is with the group helping the county figure out ways to implement a possible change. They are going through biological changes, and that includes changes to their preferred and, and most beneficial sleep patterns. But the challenge will be finding a way to make a change that doesn't require more buses or impact other school start times. There's not a lot of extra cash laying around. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. The Fairfax, uh, I should say, new start times could be in place by the 2025-26 school year. Now, the Fairfax County connector strike continues today. This means bus service will remain suspended and riders should seek alternative transportation arrangements. More than 600 Fairfax connector bus operators and mechanics have been on strike since Thursday of last week in protest against contractor Transdev for what their union calls unfair labor practices. They are pushing for higher pay, more sick leave, and retirement security. Monday, the union and Transdev met to continue contract negotiations but did not reach a tentative agreement. Federal mediators are expected to attend the next scheduled session of contract talks on March the 6th. Coming up after traffic and weather... Uh, Google is feeling the heat from a federal judge. It is 4.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the Yates. Let's say good morning to Ken Berger and the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. Good morning, everyone. Starting in Virginia, up in that 95 corridor, all the work zones have ended, so all lanes are now clear between the Springfield Interchange and the Fredericksburg area. Late volume to get started this morning with no delays. 395 also running in the clear. Both sides between the Springfield Interchange and 14th Street. Once you cross over the river, northbound side of 395 over 14th Street Bridge and heading into the district, you'll find no delays either side of the freeway between 14th Street and the 11th Street Bridge, 390, or the 3rd uh, Street Tunnel clear in either direction between the freeway and uh, New York Avenue. DC 295 also running just fine both directions between the city county line and the 11th Street Bridge and uh, no trouble spots anywhere on I-295 between the flyover ramp and the beltway south of town. In Maryland, a good-looking ride on 95 and 295 between the two beltways. The ride on Route 50 out to the Bay Bridge is running without delay. At the Bay Bridge, the overnight road work has ended, so all lanes are now open both on the eastbound span and the westbound span with no major delays. There are other work zones going on in Anne County, including Maryland 2 Ritchie Highway. That's just south of Pasadena between Madary Road and White Road. You will find that the right lane and the right shoulder blocked, traffic getting by to the left. Go electric to Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai, Ionic, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitsmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Scattered clouds this morning and even some patchy fog. Temperatures are starting out in the mid-40s to around 50 degrees. Dry conditions expected early, but chance for some isolated showers late morning continuing throughout the day and a mild day too at 60 to 65 degrees with a gusty breeze out of the south i'm seven news chief meteorologist veronica johnson in the first alert weather center and right now at the airports we have 45 degrees at reagan national it's down to 39 at bwi thurgood marshall 45 Dulles international and we've got 45 degrees outside the wtp studios brought to you by long fence save 25 percent on decks pavers and fences six months no payment no interest conditions apply Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. 
Here's Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. A federal judge may not buy Google's proposed $700 million settlement with states and consumers over claims the Google Play Store app abuses its market power. The judge says he is not saying it's a bag of nothing, but he calls it a bag of not great because he says it seems to give short shrift to consumers in terms of compensation and takes the company off the hook in future lawsuits. Disney's film business has been struggling. Its latest superhero picture, The Marvels, did not deliver at the box office, and Disney lost the top spot in box office sales last year to Universal Pictures. So Disney's president of film production is leaving. He'll be replaced by the head of its Searchlight Pictures unit. Expedia is planning to cut 1,500 people from its workforce. The travel booking company says that's part of an organizational and technological transformation. And people splurged last quarter at the Mediterranean fast food chain Cava. Same-store sales came close to doubling what analysts thought they'd see. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, it's been said that most consumers who want EVs already have them. Why is that? We will speak with the Washington Post and get more details next. It is 4-12. Being prepared and nimble are essential to protecting data, assets, and creating an environment that is compliant and safe for end users. James Carnell, Red River Cybersecurity Practice Lead, explains the company's approach to cyber in the series Top Voices, sponsored by Red River. The sophisticated organization has to start with, okay, let's let's do a bit of an audit here, see what we have, see what compliance regulations we have to map to, and see where they overlap. And essentially, again, this is one of these areas where zero trust being spoken about can help an organization sort of do that initial assessment and map to those areas of compliance and also meet some of their protection goals from the adversary point of view. To learn more about cybersecurity support from Red River, visit redriver.com. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's 413. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Easter Seals. Since 1945, Easter Seals has worked tirelessly to enhance quality of life for children and adults with disabilities, low-income families, and for those with military backgrounds. Providing child development, adult daycare, and comprehensive military family support in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, Easter Seals is creating a hopeful, inclusive community where all people realize their potential and live their most meaningful lives. For more information, visit WTOP.com. Search charities. That's WTOP.com. Search charities. For 248 years, proud patriots have defended our freedom as American soldiers. One of the best ways to honor their service is through the Army Historical Foundation's Registry of the American Soldier. Open to all Army veterans, this free registry allows veterans or a loved one on their behalf to create a permanent public record of their service. No soldier's story should be forgotten. Learn more at ArmyHistory.org. That's ArmyHistory.org. Sponsored by Army Historical Foundation, Inc. Coming up, a very well-known group with origins in the Confederacy could lose their tax-free status in Virginia with a bill going to the desk of Governor Glenn Youngkin. More news in 60 seconds. African Americans are the most likely to die from colorectal cancer. The most important thing you can do is get screened starting at age 45. Insurance companies are required to cover not only colonoscopy, but also virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org slash virtualct. Brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the Radiology Health Equity Coalition. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. 
That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 415. I'm Rich Hunter. Thanks for being with us. Roughly speaking, most of the Americans who wanted to get electric cars have already done so. And the rest of us, well... We're just waiting. There seems to be a great fascination with electric cars. They draw crowds at auto shows, for example, but people are not ready to buy them in a lot of cases. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis asked Gene Whalen, global business reporter with The Washington Post, why is that? There's a caveat, which is that the sales are still growing. They grew by 50% last year from a low base for electric vehicles. So people are definitely still buying them. But the growth is slowing down, and it's not what the automakers projected it would be at this point. And that's because they are starting to transfer from the early adopters, the like tech enthusiasts, to more of just the regular market. And in the regular market, more people have concerns about the availability of public charging, about batteries range about, am I going to have to do something different with my life? Am I going to have to change or be inconvenienced by this in any way? And if so, then I'd rather just stick with what I know, which is a gasoline car or in some cases a hybrid. So the technology is just running up against more regular shoppers who aren't willing to make any sacrifices in order to go electric. You mentioned the plug-in hybrids. Do we know whether people are actually plugging them in or treating them like a strictly gas-burning car? I suppose the not maybe a study done this would be more anecdotal yeah i don't i don't know i mean i i would assume that if they're buying a plug-in hybrid they are plugging it in at home and getting that plugins get like 30 to 35 miles of electric only range when they're all charged up and for a lot of people that's enough to get to and from work or you know to the grocery store and back or to grandma's house and back without needing to use any gas so i assume that if they've got a plug-in they're using the plug but it does then kick over into a gasoline motor once you've used used up the all-electric charge. And that's the safety net right there. If you do go a little beyond your routine, you've got a gas station nearby to to fill up. So there's the uh, security. Uh, I believe one person at a car show told you we need another 10 years to be ready for electric cars and trucks. What do experts that you're speaking with tell you? Yeah, so that was the mood on the floor at the Pittsburgh Auto Show. A lot of people had that view that the technology is a little early. You know, the the people who are experts in this technology are generally enthusiasts. They're, They're engineers and people who've really embraced the technology and they love it and um you know they many of them have gone full electric and they say once you go electric you'll never go back because the cars really do accelerate faster the ride is smoother you're not giving off any tailpipe pollution no tailpipe emissions from evs which really is a huge benefit to air quality and to people who have asthma and other lung diseases so they're all in on electric but they do recognize that the lack of public charging stations for now is a barrier for some people and a lot of people live in apartments in condo buildings where they don't have their own garage and a place to put a charger. And so experts also recognize that that's a barrier. And we know we all need to come up with ways for for people who live in apartments to charge reliably. So I think they recognize that regular consumers have questions and concerns still. That's Gene Whalen, global business reporter with The Washington Post. 
A quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. President Biden says an Israel-Hamas ceasefire could come as soon as next week. And Ukraine's allies meet in Paris what France's president says about military support. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. We're now 418. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go back to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. In Frederick County, you had the work zone affecting both directions of 270 at Buckystown Pike. That road work has ended. Now, no closures of 270 either direction between the Montgomery County, Frederick County line and Frederick. However, in Montgomery County, both directions of 270 near Comus Road and Clarksburg. Left lane remains blocked in either direction. Lanes to the right are open. Also on 355 northbound between Redgrave Road and Clarksburg Road. Uh, that is all shut down with alternating traffic on the southbound side. And then 355 southbound prior to Tuckerman Lane in Montgomery County. Right lane remains closed. In Prince George's County, St. Barnabas Road shut down on the westbound side because of the work zone at Maryland 210 with traffic going by on the eastbound side. Also in Chevrolet on westbound 450 from 62nd Avenue to 64th, the two right lanes are blocked. Work zones continue in Anne Arundel County on southbound Maryland 2 Ritchie Highway between Madere Road and White Road in Pasadena. Right lane is closed. Then in eastbound Maryland 175, that is closed between Milestone Parkway and Ridge Road. Two-way operations on the westbound side, and the work zone has ended at the Bay Bridge. So now all lanes are open, two east and three west, with no major congestion. In Virginia, the ride up and down the 95 corridor is without issue with all the work zones having ended. Likewise, on the Beltway, both in Maryland and Virginia, all work zones have ended. No accidents, so a good-looking ride with no delays. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News uh, First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Temperatures this morning, not that cold at all. We're starting out between 45 and 50 degrees. And later today, up into the 60s, 60 to 65 degrees. But it's not going to be quite as pretty as yesterday. Today, I've got mostly cloudy skies and isolated showers starting late morning, continuing with scattered showers for the afternoon and evening and a gusty wind, too. It's going to be fairly breezy during the afternoon and a gusty wind continues also on Wednesday. I'm forecasting 70 degrees with more rain. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 44 degrees in Fort Belvoir, 47 at Foggy Bottom, and 44 degrees in Silver Spring. Spring, uh, brought to you by Gutter Helmet. Don't overlook your home's gutter system. Call Gutter Helmet by Ledner Home Solutions at 888-5-HELMET. And coming up on WTOP, one area school system is taking new action to keep drugs out of their schools. That story in the minutes ahead. It is 422. Microsoft now makes Azure OpenAI service available in our government cloud to help agencies accelerate, automate, and innovate on the most comprehensive and compliant cloud platform. Using the latest generative AI capabilities, Azure OpenAI Service for Government is optimized to unlock new insights from controlled, unclassified, and secure data for better user experiences and enhance national security. Learn how Azure OpenAI Service for Government Clouds drives real transformation at aka.ms slash fedai. New Orleans in the 1920s, where Mardi Gras roars with glitter, revelry, and corruption. Grammy winner Isabel Leonard and Broadway leading man Ramin Karamloo star in Songbird, Washington National Opera's jazzy new take on Offenbach's La Perry Show. A poor street singer, Songbird is torn between hunger and love in this sparkling tale set against the swinging music of the jazz age. March 9th through 23rd in the Eisenhower Theater. Tickets at kennedy-center.org. 
With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it from your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know. Good news on gas prices. The local news you need to know. This just in. Or the traffic you want to avoid. Avoid 66 if you can. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. It's 423. Legislation that would end tax benefits for the United Daughters of the Confederacy is on its way to Governor Glenn Youngkin, who has not said whether he supports it. The Richmond-based women's group has helped erect many of the country's Confederate monuments. On Monday, the Democratic-led House of Delegates gave final passage to a bill that would eliminate both a recordation and property tax exemption for the group. A separate companion measure that reached final passage in the past week also eliminates those exemptions. The bills move through the legislature with mostly party-line support and relatively little debate. Opponents to the legislation called it discriminatory, but supporters argued the tax benefits are out of line with 21st century values. Soon, dogs will be scanning for drugs in some local schools. Loudoun County Public Schools is partnering with the Sheriff's Office and the Leesburg Police Department for random canine team searches in high school buildings. Starting next month, this will happen without advance notice. After a scan takes place, families will get information in a community message. He was one of the most recognized voices in local sports, and you may have listened to him for decades here on WTOP. Senior Sports Director Emeritus Dave Johnson does play-by-play for the Washington Wizards, and for 27 years, he was the voice of D.C. United. Now, a big honor for Dave. And up for Prentice, a shot! Over the weekend, D.C. United named the broadcast booth at Audi Field the Dave Johnson Broadcast Booth. It's really been a dream come true. Dave says he grew up watching the Washington Diplomats play soccer at RFK. And to be a a part of a a team, D.C. United, with unity in its name. He says his biggest honor was his relationship with the fans. It's about community and connections. I was lucky enough to connect with supporters. And that's the real joy of being behind the mic. Neil Augenstein, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Rob Woodfork. The Capitals wore special black jerseys to the arena to commemorate Black History Night and then wore out the Ottawa Senators 6-3 to help commemorate a special night for John Carlson. The 34-year-old passed Callie Johansson for the most games by a defenseman in franchise history with 984. And right as the tribute video showed up on the video board, he scored his 145th goal to pass Sergei Gonchar for the second most by a Capitals defenseman. Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment. I think it's a lot of games in, the, in a really good league. And I'm glad to do it with one team, and that's that's a special thing for a player. But to Coach Spencer Carberry, he's going to go down in history as one of the greats of all time in this organization, and arguably a, a hockey Hall of Famer with what he's been able to do in his career and what he continues to do, even at his age and where he's at in his career, playing the most minutes by far. Every situation, penalty kill, power play, five on five, when we need to defend a lead, when we need to 